0: everybody it's rika with soul healer podcast thank you for joining me today today i have a special guest y'all and i might have to mark this episode as explicit because we're gonna be talking about some sexy stuff (laughs) (laughs) i have my special guest number one international bestseller author speaker teacher energy healer and shamanic mentor and she is the host of her own podcast divine sexuality help me welcome victoria vives kuang welcome to the
1: podcast did i say it right did i say
0: your name yes oh Oh my goodness
1: goodness. you said the name amazingly thank you rika thank you everybody for joining i'm so excited to share and chat with all of you
0: Yes. So I I really appreciate you joining me. I know you have your your own schedule, your own podcast. You have so many other things you're doing that we're going to talk about during this podcast. Um and you're in LA, so you're you're even on a that's a different time zone, right?
1: Yes, it is.
0: So I really appreciate you taking the time out for me today.
1: My pleasure.
0: So for those of you who don't know Victoria? I'm going to ask her to tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. Oh, what my goodness. You? Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, I'm originally from Spain. I think you noticed my accent already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been in the US for quite a bit since 2004. And I have always had a passion for teaching and sharing and seeing people really achieving their optimal experience in life. This has been something that since I was small, if I could see somebody thriving and improving and seeing what we need to troubleshoot to change it, I I was just completely involved. So um, initially, I started my career in entertainment. So I became very successful, primetime television, touring with incredible people. I had that honor, Uh, even working for the Olympic game uh, in Spain. Uh, So really amazing things. But then I I suddenly had like a near-death experience. And it was like crash. It was like a second chance in life. And I started thinking a little bit differently, it really opened myself to a completely different world. So in 2000, I started with energy healing, and that was a little bit of a way of channeling all that had been awakened through that near-death experience, which was very confusing at the time. <laughs> and so this helped me start channeling that energy, being con- constructive with it, and ultimately, I also started martial arts. So I did healing arts, martial arts, which are almost like two sides of the same coin, and came here to the US uh, succeeded with that as well. Um, And at the same time, I was feeling that I needed to really focus on healing, not just for helping others, but for helping myself. (laughs) Like I really needed to um, to look into deep-seated trauma i had growing up in spain i was the only black person i met until i was uh, 13 14 because my mom was my my white side in my family and that's the people i grew up with and everybody in my neighborhood my school almost the whole city almost they were white (laughs) so it was very rare to see black people so i had a lot of um racism on me and experiences that also with my family um, had had been stored in such a way that I didn't really process them Mm -hmm. so I decided this is going to be my life I'm just going to focus on healing healing myself helping others heal and it has been an amazing journey i totally love it i teach in los angeles and online and i have two different sides of what i teach one that is the divine sexuality and the other one is the earth angel collective so it's super super exciting. i feel very very blessed talking about combining the best of both worlds right
0: (laughs) yes that's the fact that you mentioned a near death experience, I had an episode that dropped last week where I was speaking mm-hmm. with a friend of mine from high school and she had a near-death experience. So mm-hmm. she was sharing her the lessons that she learned or things that that yeah. came up for her during that near death experience. But would you like to share a little bit about that part of your journey or that's too much?
1: <laughs> hard, I'm here for you, for your listeners some um, whatever works yeah yeah um, this was um in 1997 so um, i drone in the ocean wow and it was i'm not gonna get into the whole story but, Um, i don't know that it would be relevant <laughs> i mean <laughs> but just the experience of um i was in a time that i was suffering continuously because of this deep-seated trauma. And I I was kind of telling to myself, I, I just really don't want to be alive. I shouldn't be alive. I don't want to be alive. Oh. At that moment that I was uh, drowning, I was like, I changed my mind. I take it back, cancel, cancel. But um, I put all my effort in trying to survive, um, but I lost consciousness. And the only thing I remember is just seeing myself going down in, In the ocean and and then everything was so peaceful from all the stress all the 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 challenges in my life and suddenly everything was just pure peace stillness being the witness and it was such a relief in a in a way Uh, i had no emotions i had no nothing everything was whole i was one with the whole space around my body like I felt like one with the water. It was an incredible experience. I feel that just having that memory and and having lived through that, it just changed something in who I am. So um, when I came back, I I looked at at life as a gift (laughs) that I didn't see before. And I looked at life as this incredible experience. I mean, I would just be, biting a, a I remember a green apple because I, my stomach was I had ingested so much water mm. that I couldn't they had to resuscitate me um so I couldn't eat everything I had to just take it easy so I was eating a just an apple and just like wow my goodness what an experience I'm so blessed to be back here and be biting feeling the juice coming from this apple and the flavor it's like wow everything felt like amplified just looking at the ceiling of the room where i was lying on <laughs> i was on the, on a, a bed just looking at the ceiling like wow look i have eyes i can see it was just like this complete um <laughs> reacquaintance uh, with my with my body like like what it is to be here and having this desire of i i really need to do something different in my life So, so yeah, I feel that that's what I would say, because explaining what happened on the other side is a little harder. I do actually in in my book, uh, in a matter of seconds, I was able to relate it quite good with the help of my husband also who is uh, from here. So his English is more uh, between the two of us, we were able to describe it pretty good. And but it's so strange to to try to translate what happens on the other side. Even sometimes meditations so or dreams are hard to put in words. Mm-hmm. So this was like, oh my goodness, how do I express this? So but yeah, it was a, a life-changing experience for sure. Well, thank you so much
0: for sharing that. And um that brings up a level of vulnerability because that was a that was an experience. That was something that was very intimate for you in a different way and I'm glad you're still here to talk about it I'm glad I'm I'm able to look at your face you guys can't see her right now so don't be jealous but (laughs) (laughs) you can go look at her on her website (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I do appreciate that and usually for the podcast I, I ask the the guests that are on there to state an intention for why they're here and what they would like to relay to the listeners or how they would connect. But since I asked you here, I will state my intention for even wanting you to be in this space with me. And that intention is, like I said a a little while back, is so people can understand how they can bring the best of both worlds together how they can combine spirituality and sexuality and just being a real person <laughs> to right? <bring> that together <laughs> and you don't have to pick or choose just one thing or one way of being and you can break loose from the trauma and the self-imposed limitations or the conditioning that has been put on you and you can let loose let your hair down and it's nothing (laughs) wrong with that and not a lot of people talk about sexuality um it's hidden it's what happens in your bedroom stays in your bedroom, or,
1: mm.
0: oh, you can't say that about someone when you're with your partner. It's like, it's just too much. It's just <laughs> like, why? Who said that? Who? who let's live out loud. Let's, let's break that stigma. And I know with me at a young age, even the clothes that I wanted to wear, my mom would be like, um, why are you, um, what does is, what is she used to say? Your false advertising. And I was like, what? And I was like, false advertising. And as a young kid, I mean, you don't really know what that means. What do you mean, false advertising? And then she said it again about my teenage daughter. And it was a picture I posted, and I don't she had on makeup or something. And she models, and I used to model it when I was younger too. So it's like, what do you mean? This is her natural. With lashes or something on, but this is her natural beauty. It might be a filter or something she's using, but how is she false advertising? And who is she advertising to? So it's just this fear of you can't look this way because you're going to draw the wrong attention. You can't talk this way because people are going to think something about you. Like, who cares? Who cares? And who are these people? (laughs) Is it you? Or is it other people like who's saying something (laughs) so it was just that fear that was put on me at a young age mixed with molestation mixed with my great grandmother saying if a girl has big breasts then that means a a man has been touching on her like it's just so much wow I never heard that one (laughs) I know right and I listened to one of your episodes on your podcast where you were talking about like your grandmother said something it was I'm trying to remember exactly what it was (laughs) but just having the difference and one person saying no you can't have too much sex because it's going to make you sick that's what it was yes Um, it's just like who comes up with this stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's the opposite it's the opposite (laughs) I was like okay wait a minute endorphins and all all of these different things connection intimacy right right and A lot of people who have these fears, they are emotionally unavailable, period. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't even want to connect with people having a conversation or talking about deep things. So people have to learn from the streets. (laughs) Do you want people to learn from their friends? Do you want your kids to learn Mm -hmm. from the Internet? So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that, all of that. <laughs> it's pretty much my intention to connect with someone who has had these experiences that deals with this for a living, that is living and owning mm. all parts of themselves. Yes. And I know he, sometimes healing can take a lifetime. So it's not to say that, oh, she's perfect and she has it all down packed and she has all <laughs> of the answers. But that just lets people know that no matter where you are in your journey, it, you can always learn something. Exactly.
1: Yeah, because sometimes in healing, people think that it's like they have to achieve this and get to this destination and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like that. It's more of a lifestyle. It's more of a path that we are following. And there is always another layer that we can peel from the onion. So it's always like that. Right. So in, I'm sorry, in
0: preparation for this episode, I did have a few people that submitted some anonymous questions. I'm like, I'm going to have this divine sexuality expert on the pod. Ask a question. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? So if you're down.
1: Yeah, of course. ask of course, some questions?
0: Here. Thank you. Okay. So the first question I have is how can I tap into my femininity? and embrace the goddess within without feeling shame or guilt because I'm not living up to society or religious expectations
1: thank you for sharing that and I'm so glad that somebody sent this question thank you for sending this question (laughs) and I feel that it taps a little bit into what you were sharing about Rika uh, and into my own background and my childhood, as you shared about my my grandmother who was very Catholic. Um, so and I can imagine perhaps your family also comes from that more religious background. Become
0: yes, I have Christian Catholic. It's a mixture of everything, and I, I got it all. You can't dress that way, you can't look that way. My 84 year old grandmother still talks about how I dress, and I'm like, Girl, don't you like it? Uh huh. Look at little jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, I'm a little rebellious. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. And we need that. We need that as women. We need to come together. You know why? Because a lot when when in this question, it mentions both society and religion. So, society. A lot of the pressure we have is from other women, I don't see men saying oh wow you're too sexy today I don't see men saying that, for the most part, but it's more, mostly women with other women, we, we want to kind of keep each other uh, more decent and I, not the new generations. Uh, I feel the new generations are so much more open and they don't have the trauma and the um, conditioning that we were born into. So we want to, to remember that, first of all, as women, we have to come together. So find other women that support your beauty, your goddess aspect, so that we together can start transforming how we look at that. We can start healing all that stigma that has been passed down generation after generation to control this aspect of sexuality. So that would be one aspect. And the other is about religion, right? So religion is something different. We are mostly religion, I would say, is going to be Catholicism, Christianism, because there are other religions that actually sexuality is integrated into. So it's something that is normal and accepted. Um, So we have to start thinking, is this the, the religion is being passed down to me in a way that is truly what, if you believe in God or um, in the universe or whatever it is, is this what a creator would want? How are we going to reproduce and continue the species if there is no sexuality? And do we want to just live in a world that is about suffering or is pleasure okay? Can we be in this world and be worth of having pleasure in our lives. So it would be good to understand why we're following strictly the conditioning of our religion. And one of the aspects in religion is that normally they really work with the lower three chakras. So if the listeners are familiar with chakras, great. Otherwise they are energetic centers that we have in our, in our energetic field. So they are interfaces into our physical and spiritual uh, aspects and the lower three chakras are related to physical life the lower chakra is all about fear and so if we have fear of oh i'm going to go to hell or i'm a sinner or all these things it is a way also to have us in a way controlled wow. The second chakra is guilt, uh, the, the part I'm talking about when the chakras are out of balance, lower chakra would be fear, second chakra would be guilt. So if we start feeling guilty, oh my goodness, I have desire, I really want to have sex, all of this, and we feel guilty about it. That also is another way to controlling how we behave. And the third chakra is uh, the negative aspect is shame. So, in general, um, I don't know how it is here because I didn't practice so much, but in Spain, you needed to be really humble. If you are very poor, you're the most noble person that can be. Like, always, you know, put your hand, head down and be uh, not shine. Like, don't shine, don't shine, just be equal, just fit in. So, the negative aspect of that chakra, the third chakra, solar plexus, is shame. So these three things, if we follow all these limitations that come from religion, like don't shine, uh, don't have desires, and be a good person, otherwise you go to hell. (laughs) And those three things really keep us unable to live in this physical reality. It's like, you know, if I would be just a spirit floating Great. I can I can deal with not having any of this, but I'm here in the world, I need to succeed uh, in my career. I need to have a partner that I can have intimacy with. I need to be able to live my life. So, if we are able to start first intellectually understanding how these are trapping us, It will be easier to little by little um, undo this, but it's something that has been done generation after generation, so it's not that fast, it's like being in a soup that has everybody else. Thinking one thing and then suddenly you're thinking differently right, but everything else is perpetrating the things that you want to transform so that's why meeting with other people that have similar ideas can be really helpful. And it takes time. In my case, um, it's a still something that I have on the back of my mind, all of these fears. Thankfully, having sex and pleasure, I don't feel that I have the problems that I had before. And I have had the experience of being with my husband of 15 years and finally saying, yes, this is healthy for me. I want more (laughs) (laughs) just feeling that which before I was always like, oh, my goodness, I'm such a sinner. I shouldn't be wanting that or doing that before it was like that. So it was terrible. But now I got there. What I'm still having problem with is wearing sexy clothes.
0: That's what I was going to mention too. The clothing, because with religion, some people have to cover up and they're not allowed to wear, or like even with the hair, you have to cover it. But not only religion,
1: not only religion, healers. We do that too. We do that too.
0: You have to protect this. You have to wear this.
1: But not just protecting. It's like, are you spiritual and you wearing that? Why would you need to show that? So I spent like eight years, five, eight years wearing clothes that my husband was so upset. He'd never told me he put up with it. But finally, finally, he said, I'm so glad that you stopped wearing those socks that you were <laughs> wearing that you couldn't see. How is your body? Because I, I did that I was wearing clothes that I was like an old conservative lady for years, because I thought that that's what was needed to be prude to wear those clothes. And that is still um, so I just started changing my clothes uh, about a couple, like three years ago, let's say, and my husband really loves really sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. And since I'm not getting any younger, I said, you know, I have to show it at this time. And I like that kind of clothes. I don't like to wear big things for the most part. And my husband loves for me to wear sexy stuff. So I always feel guilty about that. Can you believe it, Rika? Wow. I still hear my grandmother or people that judge me as a healer uh, from healer to healer telling me that why I'm wearing certain clothes. Um, so, so I still have that voice on the back of my head, but I still do it. And mm-hmm. I feel that that's the kind of steps that we can take.
0: <laughs> yeah, I noticed when I first started my healing journey. It wasn't that I was trying to copy or mimic anyone else in their style, but like I ch- tested out wearing the head wraps and, mm. you know, wearing certain clothes. And I was like, but my goddess, my inner goddess likes off the shoulder clothes. And my <laughs> inner goddess <sighs> likes to wear splits up the dress. <laughs> yeah, like, why like- can't that be my inner goddess? Why can't yeah. my inner goddess be sexy? So I was like, I always always had this thing where with clothes, less is best. Less is best. I don't really <laughs> like clothes. But as I mentioned when it I was comfortable. Right. When I was younger, I used to model. So I I wore different types of clothing. Mm-hmm. And that was a way for me to express myself. Yes. But yes. then when you get it, when you get the the judgment from family, mm. and it's like, okay why can't I just be me (laughs) why can't I just be me and it's looked at like oh you're just trying to go against the grain you're just you're just trying to not really start a conversation but it just adds that layer of guilt and then resentment because it's like why are you judging me why can't I just be me why can't I wear what I want to wear And then other issues may arise because of that. Because if someone has some body image issues or they have some deeper trauma that has been suppressed, Mm. these things are going to come up. And then you're like, is this my energy I'm feeling? Or is this someone else's stuff? Mm. Is this conditioning? Is this trauma? So it's like it stops a person from being their true authentic self because they're trying to please everybody they're trying to see if this is for my highest good is this am I doing this just to prove something or is this my my true self so it's just so much that comes with it that to the point where some people may just give up and give in and just like oh let me just do it
1: (laughs) you know what I found I found um that some of the days that I was feeling like why do i need to wear this you know like why i'm doing this you know it's, it's really necessary couldn't i wear something more boring or less expressive uh, are women going to be mad at me <laughs> well women stop me several times my husband is getting used to do <laughs> that because suddenly he sees that a woman stopped me and starts talking with me super excited like whoa. Oh, and, and he's like okay she was telling you what is your diet um what kind of di- uh, exercise do you do you know like she was asking you that right and I'm like yes oh how how do you do your hair like women sometimes do feel inspired by it and that's the part that i would like to find out how mm-hmm. we can inspire each other so that we are reflecting beauty because we are we have that um that ability of really be the beauty on this earth. Like we can be like the flowers on this earth. And if we inspire each other and now, oh wow, look, she's wearing the hair like this, I love it. Maybe I'll do this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And oh, how do you do this? Oh, I do this and sharing and being like in this partnership with other women so that we together can flourish. I feel that that's what we need more of. And that's why also one of the things that we do, as you know, is uh device sexuality and i have the sisterhood where we really 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 work on healing the deepest trauma and really start shining like goddesses and when you use the word goddess and also the the person that sent the questions use that word just compare that to religion the religion that is suppressing our sexuality there is no goddess there there is no goddess it's all about masculine god it's not even considered like there is a mother, father God, which is something that when I open my shamanic circles, I normally mention that mother, father God, recognizing that we don't know if there is a higher power. We don't, we cannot put it in a box like it's like I'm a big man or something like that. So we need to recognize that if a religion is not even including us as women. We, we have to start thinking, you know, because we call ourselves goddesses or say goddess energy. There are um, religions that incorporate both gods and goddesses. So that's another thing also to consider. Right. So what would you suggest for those
0: goddesses who have gotten out of touch with that feminine side and how do they get that side back
1: after being out of touch with it for so long Yeah. so um, the the key word here is self-love like truly we we are we have the the nature as women to give love and nurturance to everything around us and we might get depleted many times without having given to ourselves. So start finding ways to give yourself love, care, pleasure, start nurturing yourself, your beauty, take time out of your schedule, not just to serve other people or do things or do, 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 like that's the aspect, the very masculine aspect that we have in our society, but start really changing into being, being present with yourself, even sitting down in nature, and being one with nature, because we are nature, just sitting down in nature and just feeling and observing the beautiful, the ultimate (laughs) feminine um, inspiration that we can get, which is nature itself. And start uh, making a space in our schedules for that. So this can be once again go to nature it can be playing music and just allow your body to move but not because you have to look pretty for anybody just allowing yourself to move and to be free in your body to flow with the music to enjoy if you like singing singing as well so things that are more creative that are not so intellectual start incorporating more of that in your life
0: yeah i think a lot of people get confused when it comes to femininity they Mm -hmm. may think that just means girly girly Mm -hmm. nails done hair done everything big
1: (laughs) but I try
0: to tell people all the time like your feminine side like we all have both masculine and feminine energy and some people feel they have to be one or the other the feminine side is more intuitive more creative Mm -hmm more, maybe more vulnerable or submissive. And it doesn't mean that you don't have it just because you don't wear certain clothes or just because you don't wear earrings, you don't get your nails done or anything. A lot of, some men embrace their feminine energy, but it's just about having that balance. So when you say connecting with nature, I don't think a lot of people would would consider that Mm -hmm. connecting with your feminine energy then we're like okay I I can go outside what does that have to do with anything (laughs) but it's about taking some of those steps and putting those pieces of the puzzle together to connect with all parts of yourself connecting with the different elements that are still a part of you and not just the clothes you wear not just putting on makeup and like Mm -hmm. I don't wear makeup I don't do that all the time so that doesn't mean that I'm less feminine than anyone else but I the masculine side maybe the more logical side the more protective the more controlling or dominant side and a lot of women that I know grew up masculine (laughs) and they're just like well i'm still a
1: woman i'm still a girl but you you're a little manly (laughs) (laughs) and you know what it happened to me maybe happened to you and sometimes it's because we need to survive we need to stay afloat and in this society (laughs) we have to use our masculine aspects to really stay afloat sometimes. So I, I totally get it. I have a lot of women that come to work with me that have been in that very masculine energy. So if you can start building a circle of people, it can be women, it can be just people that supports you. I'm I'm married for over 15 years and only in the in the last few years I have been able to allow him to be more of the support even financially. Like I was like, okay, I have to survive. I have to make enough money this month. I have to, you know, like I'm going to make it happen. You know, like I'm going to be the man anytime that is necessary. And if we put ourselves in that situation, our partners is like sometimes they don't know what to do with that energy. It's like, oh my goodness. So, you know, what is the, the Feminine side of this woman, so finally now i it has taken me a long time i'm taking that space for myself for nature um, sometimes even in my courses, I invite women to not put any makeup not even shave. Not put nails because here is very typical the fake nails you know just be you be with yourself and learn to love yourself Bare, exactly as you are no enhancement. And then after that, you can add things. But once you love yourself, like without any additions, and you understand this is my body as I, I have been created and, and I love it, once we can get to that, we don't start depending on all these stereotypes and conditions that our society has imposed on us. Yes,
0: I totally agree. But what would you say if a woman has been more dominant? They have been that more aggressive or more masculine yes. energy in a relationship or partnership and now they want to be in a more
1: submissive role absolutely now so, that
0: male has been accustomed to
1: that one way he's going to adapt and, and it can adapt in the same day i have done ex- this experiment because i remember i remember always this time I really needed his help. Like, he's like, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. And I was pressuring him like, help me, help me. And he was like, I'm out of here. And I was like, no, help me. And I said, okay, okay. I have to change this within myself because obviously I'm not having the effect <laughs> that I want in my marriage. So I went inside, I balanced my feminine and masculine by breathing and letting go and crying even I realized that my masculine aspect had been fighting so hard for so many years that it was devastated, exhausted, and just needed a break. And I, I just connected with my own inner divine feminine and masculine. I, I started crying and I let go. And my anxiety of we have to get this done changed. And I felt like, okay, well, I'm going to surrender to this. So surrendering is part of the feminine energy. I'm going to surrender to this and you know I'm going to let it go. Immediately, my husband changed his attitude and now he was there to support me. So the effects can be really incredible because we work like the yin and yang. It's like a partnership that we have with our husbands or partners that um, anything that we do, they're going to react to. So if you are the more aware person in the relationship, you have a lot of power and you can really start taking steps toward leaving that more masculine uh, aspect into being more feminine, and it's going to be one step at a time. So it doesn't mean that is, I was sharing how uh, healing is a lifestyle and a path. It's not like, okay, I'm done. So it's going to take time, start by creating a space on your day, every day, do something that you love. If you like music, that's a beautiful thing to do to allow your body to move. And not think of anything It's not like you have to achieve something in this dance that you're doing, you don't need to achieve something that's super important doing things playfully. For the sake of enjoying your body your experience without any achievement in mind dance go to nature, if you like to cook cook but not for what is coming (laughs) because you have to create something anything that you want to do and enjoy and sometimes you feel like oh I don't have time. Look, I recently bought a Karaoke (laughs) because I I love love singing, (laughs) you know, so things that you enjoy. So give yourself that gift. Don't wait for anybody to give it to you. You like flowers, get some flowers for yourself. Like give yourself be almost like like if you want to court yourself, like be in a romance with yourself, really nurture yourself, the more you do that the more you're going to feel I'm worthy of this. And then the more your partner is going to be like, Oh, yes, you are. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to start treating you better, but it has to be one step at a time. It is hard to change. It can, it can take time.
0: Yeah. So I
1: have one more question.
0: Um, How could I work on increasing my sex drive? And I think this one could be two parts because it's, it could be in general or even after health issues Mm. because it it, it's kind of tough it's I've had a hysterectomy I've had two kids (laughs) I've Mm. I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia so it's like different things and then I mentioned on top of being molested at a young age Mm. and just a lot of trauma and conditioning being put on me and I used to self-medicate over time. Like this wasn't my question, y'all, but I'm adding to it. (laughs) Um, Because a lot of us can, we can, it resonates with us. Where it's like, if I've used drugs, if I've used alcohol, and that was my go-to to to get the party started. Mm -hmm. And if someone doesn't use that stuff anymore, if now you don't have, certain organs that you used to have before and now your hormones are different age all of these things can lower your your sex drive how do we get that back
1: how do we get that mojo back (laughs) (laughs) so first of all it's important to to look at desire as something that we are surprised by something that comes to us, not something that we're going running after. Like, oh, I have to get it, but instead, allow it to come to us. Be your your own goddess, right? So you have, you don't need to go serve anybody, or, oh, I should be uh, more sexual because my husband expects it, or you know. First of all, we need to start making peace with that. For a year, I, my husband didn't do anything to me because I was like. In healing process, and I had so much trauma from before that I I would jump if, if he touched me. So it's important to have somebody that supports you through that process, because that's going to help you recover your trust. So it's important that the person you're you're with is going to know that you're working on this together. And if there is a time that there is no sex, there is no sex. There will be there can be other things then we need to create a space for it. So um, there has been times that I put it on my calendar, (laughs) believe it or not. And it doesn't mean we have to have intercourse, but it means we're going to allow all of the other things to be left behind. And for this hour, we're going to sit with each other and have a moment of intimacy, whether it is holding hands, looking into each other's eyes, Whatever it is, but we're going to allow it, the time so that we are not always on a rat race. <laughs> because as women, sometimes we are really uh, high achievers. We want to, uh, you know, meet ambitions. And, and, and so we want to create the space. And when we do that, I recommend, once again, the music. The music, if you have a music that turns you a little bit more, you know, it warms you up really, really recommend it and always be okay with no expectations. It's okay if you just hold hands for an hour. So creating that space. Another thing is just thinking about um, that that is not going after it, but instead allow it to come to you. Try things that give you pleasure. So start looking at it like you're going to receive pleasure. And your man, if you are with a man or your woman, if you're with a woman, can help you with this so men normally tend to to just come to us and take you know like try to touch and, and they're taking uh-huh. taking from us and it's like oh no 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 but what if they come and actually give us so i just started asking my husband to touch me in a certain way so i would say you know i really want to be nurtured so why don't you take this oil with essential oils like lavender and start massaging me all over but without being sexual just do that just give me that pleasure like going to a massage but normally in in a massage place they don't touch certain areas right which are always forgotten (laughs) like the breast (laughs) so so like just give me a massage all over and in that way they're not taking from you they actually giving to you And you feel that that your body is not something to exploit, but something to be nurtured and treasured. So you start building this transformation so that when your partner touches you, it's always reminding you of, I'm the one receiving, I'm not being taken from, which is what has happened in the past or with abuse, with rape, all of that. So we want to do it the opposite. And what happens after doing that, you start feeling so relaxed that, many times this actually will, we just resolve it and you want more. So finally, you have the whole session, sexual session, uh, intercourse and everything. But it doesn't have to happen. You want to be having positive memories of any sexual encounter. So you are in control, you're going to continue moving forward with your partner, but they are here to help you heal. So this is a conversation that it's good to have with them, men have also their own uh, issues with sexuality It's just different. And depending on the partner that you have, you might have to talk about all of that, talking through that. But if you do those three things, starting creating the space, starting giving pleasure to you, not looking at sex, at sex as something that you have to achieve, but something that comes to you and pleasures you, those three things can help. Be patient at the same time.
0: Yeah, I even had to um, ask my husband. It's not that there was a specific issue, but I really wanted to know. Because sometimes in my mind, I'm like, I wish I had a penis so I can know what you feel. Because Because for men, it just seems like it takes (laughs) the wind to blow and they're ready. (laughs) They're like, let's do it. Let's do it right now. They can get it started with little to no help
1: Mm. and
0: boom and they can they can go for a certain amount of time and with women it's just like well I know with me like it takes a little work to get me get me going to get me started like the things that used to turn me on They don't work the same anymore. So I'm like, uh, that doesn't feel good anymore. He got so used to it. So I was like, "Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, why don't you try this? And why don't you try that? So now he's like, why is this so much work? (laughs) So I had to ask him, I'm like, okay, when you, when a man gets horny, is it like a sensation that goes through your entire body or is it just you? see something or you see me bend over and you're like, hmm, I could go for some of that right now. (laughs) Like, what is it? Is it just a feeling? I want to know what you're experiencing because I don't experience that. And it feels like I have to shut my brain off and get in the moment. But I'm like, why does this have to be so hard? (laughs) Well, if I just took some tequila shot back in the day I'm like, ooh, a heater felt not like you were doing. Like, I'm ready. Not recommended.
1: Why not recommended? So, all the time. <laughs> so happy that you're not doing that now, Rika, because no. I don't recommend that because that's kind of numbing yourself. Exactly. So um, it takes about 21 minutes for a for a woman to warm up to sex. So wow. this is this is information we need to explain men because they're used to porn perhaps or to the things that are normally shared. And they don't understand that this is a whole different world, but if they start working toward it, a woman can actually experience incredible orgasms and multi-orgasms. I'm one that I used to have a hard time getting just one orgasm. And now after all the work I'm done, <laughs> it can go another and another and another because we have that potential and men don't, don't have that potential, at least not normally. So it's a very different way of experiencing sexuality, and in general, it feels like oh, they're so lucky, you know, they have it so easy. But we can enjoy incredible pleasure. We just need a partner that understands that that our warm-up is going to take longer, but that then they're going to be so happy that we got there together because they're going to receive the benefits too. Right. So if you're your partner is able to to support you and also another thing i forgot to to mention about what if health has been an issue right so health is going to be the foundation for most things in our lives right to do our best to be as healthy as possible in general things happen through life and there are things that have to adapt to to how we are currently so sexuality there is so much to it Like there can be so much pleasure in ways that is not penetration. So we want to explore different ways and take it like an adventure that we're going into together. Like, let's try this, let's let's try that, just spice it up. We might be used, as you said, not your partner was used to maybe a certain way, but you know, it's time to explore and rediscover and see what are the things that work now because our bodies have changed so we need to adapt to that and it can be incredibly um, fulfilling to do this together as a couple so that you together discover many things that you would have not known before so i feel that for us women specifically with the years it can come so much wisdom and enjoyment of our bodies but we need to dedicate the time
0: yeah and i am 41 years old and I can say that within the past year I just really started exploring with masturbation. Congratulations not, not using a toy because Great. you know that that was something I learned a long time ago especially with like having a new shower head you know at a young probably 19 20 I'm like oh the shower head did something different like what was that? Oh. <laughs> But I had never (laughs) tried to get acquainted with my own body using my own hands. Mm. And I was just like, I don't see how people on TV, they're just touching themselves and they're just getting aroused and they're, they're coming very fast. And like, who does that? Like, this has to be fake. Uh (laughs) i'm just thinking to myself like this has to be fake and i never really wanted to watch porn because i'm like this is all fake this is all fake. (laughs) they're making noises they're just doing all this stuff this is not real um so i never really wanted to watch it and then i was like okay well let me i listened to a podcast my sister-in-law has a podcast called she tells pod Mm -hmm. and she had a sex therapist on the episode and it said something like a lot of people feel that it's the male's job or th- your partner's job to make you have an orgasm but it's mm-hmm. really you understanding what works for your body and teaching the other person how to how to make them do it mm-hmm. and I was like huh oh, I never looked at it that way I thought he was supposed to do it and then i was supposed to feel it <laughs> <laughs> but I was like okay so if I don't know how to make myself have an orgasm then why would I expect him to know how to do it? So I really needed, I really started to explore. I was like, okay, well, what feels right? I can't just expect my toy, my massager to go to the right spot and then just do it instantly. I need to have that power within myself to get that same reaction. And with women, some women don't realize that you might have a cl- clitorial orgasm versus an internal vaginal orgasm like it's different ways to have an orgasm yeah and I just thought that oh I needed some clitoral stimulation Mm -hmm. and no that finger isn't gonna work for me no that isn't gonna work for me it's not the same oomph so I was like okay so if I place my hand there and I go and a counterclockwise motion. <laughs> and I use four fingers on top versus two fingers on top. So I really oh. did some research. And not a lot of people take the time and effort to do that. So then yeah. they get annoyed when somebody else can't make them.
1: There yeah. is nothing like exploration. Self-exploration and exploration with a partner. So um, I, I find it super important to once again, as you said, no toys. And toys are okay, I, I, I'm not into toys necessarily, but I think they're okay. It's just that sometimes they are so, the vibration is so out of this world that then you might lose sensitivity. So sometimes starting slow and, and with a, something that is not so <laughs> strong <laughs> might be better. <laughs> and I I have a feeling that you would have orgasm, too, if you dedicate more exploration time to it. Um, It's just the body is so especially the women's body is like such a mystery. So that's why most men don't know what to do. But I find it an amazing thing to do with a partner to explore together as well. It's really good to tell them and say, okay, do this and do that. But what is if your partner because he has a different Angle or a different way of doing it, it can bring you things that you didn't even imagine could happen, so I feel that both things can work just telling them, but also exploring with them and giving them feedback, yes, that or do that do that. (laughs) Just guiding them in that way can be also super powerful to just have both like a combination of both.
0: Yeah, and I feel we can sit here and talk about this all day long, uh, (laughs) to the point where I was like, should we make a part two, Um, (laughs) but I won't keep you too much longer, but I would like to hear more about some of the other things you do, like you Mm. talked about the angel collective that you do, um, and bringing those both both worlds together. And if people wanna know more about you, then you'll share later how they can connect with you. But what do you do with the Angel Collective?
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I just love to support other people to become healers if they choose to. So if somebody has the vocation of being a healer, they're hitting the call to be a healer or a shamanic practitioner, I, I love to support them. So I have been mentoring people since 2011 And I have a one year program that is the Earth Angel Collective. So throughout that year, we are in an incredible community, which they can choose to stay longer than that. But through the one year, they receive all the training necessary to really have a strong confidence as a healer. So that means from certification programs in Reiki, crystals, sound healing, the tapping technique EFT, psychic reading, all of the certifications, excuse me, Uh, but also shamanic training, shamanic ceremony, working on healing themselves and their ancestral lineage. Through that year, it is just an incredible experience of growth. And having an environment of people that is doing the same journey of both self healing and training to become a healer is just, just life changing. And we meet normally online or in nature. So we just had an event this last weekend, and it's just so beautiful. There is so much healing that happens. Like some people take the course just to to receive the certificates and learn about how to start their business as healers, heal themselves, but the incredible experiences, the the relationships that they build, the deep-seated trauma that they transform and, and heal, is just like a another benefit that many times they don't expect and is one of the most beautiful things of that program.
0: Okay. So, what if a person like myself, like I've already I'm a Reiki master already and I do sound healing. What if someone already has some of the certifications but they still want to participate in some of the other offerings you have? Would they have to do all of it? or could they just do certain
1: parts of it? So my recommendation, I, I have people that <clears throat> actually have, have studied with me for 10 years, and then started their senior collective. <laughs> so they already had all the certifications and everything. So what happens is that when you enter this, this year, is organized in such a way that as you are reviewing the different practices, Um, First of all, there are many, many styles of Reiki, for example, and of crystal healing on sound healing, so it it does bring more information and more um, of the authentic lineages, so I teach Reiki in the two central lineages that have been in in Reiki, it took me a long time until I figured out this, so I, I have initiated myself in many styles and many times, many attunements, because of that until I finally found the, the main two, which is the Reiki Riojo, and then the Western style, uh, which is not as, as authentic as the other one, but it's still well known. Um, so going through the program in that way and practicing with your partners, uh, classmates, and with your own self, going through the self-healing process, It really takes the practice to a different level so normally people is like excited to just go over it again be able to practice it again and learn it uh, at a deeper level so normally they sign up for the whole thing
0: okay and for a person that isn't local and they wanted to come there and participate in person do you have a place where you house people or they would just have to have their own accommodations and then join you for those one on one times.
1: Great question. So remember that when we were talking, I I mentioned that I have a student from Maryland. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So she's not currently in the group, um, but I have one that is from Texas. And I have a few people that I'm working with um, in other places. But basically what they have done when they come here is that I recommend them some places where they can stay and the program is created in such a way that we we are not meeting continuously so they can just come every other month. And the rest will be online, they can come more Um, we meet around eight to 10 times a year. Okay. Well, it sounds very, very interesting
0: and fun. And I even, I saw some of the pictures and everybody's oh, nice. happy.
1: Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes, That's, I did that
0: something yes, I do my research. <laughs> so, oh, nice. I I will go all over your, your website. I will look at social media. I check my facts. I do my research. Um, awesome. And it just, it looks amazing. Um do you do any of the divine sexuality stuff along with the energy healing work do you combine them together or do you do thank you for asking
1: so everything i started with more of the earth angel collective side until i saw that first of all me and my, my marriage needed a change because sexuality had been hidden and buried away so i started by changing myself and then i said oh my goodness all the healers that i'm training have the same issues with their marriages or their partners and their sexuality and their you know i have to bring this into into my circles so it was a tough choice because sometimes things like reiki and all of this are supposed to be very far from sexuality but i just felt as women we need it and i have uh, students that are male also i'm not working uh, on that uh, department for now at least um but the women i felt like you know i really need to support them with this because it has changed my my life and i cannot be seeing them suffering through this and helping other women and they cannot help them at that level so i started bringing it together so many of the women that are in their senior collective are also in the divine sexuality sisterhood oh, okay. and they're so happy because now they can truly feel like a whole woman and a whole healer because they helping other women right
0: right I completely understand um so before I get to how people can connect with you what I I like to do on this podcast is I want you to create an intentional affirmation um just to put out there, maybe something women can say to connect with their inner goddess, that divine sexuality or sensuality within themselves or something that you say to yourself to help you remember who the fuck you are and um, just connecting with that will bring in both parts of your world together. Um, what intentional affirmation would you put out there
1: so every morning as you wake up remember this is a whole new day you have a full 24 hours before you that you can choose to reinvent your life so that it really nurtures you sometimes we get into this like okay i get up i have to do this i have to do that but please let's let's cut that off and when we wake up we have a full day that we can really start making transformations so is that that you want to dedicate one hour to dance to music that you love to do some exploration of your body just every day really design how your life is going to be because that's what it takes like we can make plans like in three years i want this but really it comes to each day what are you going to decide for that day are you going to do changes that day so always think as you wake up this is a full new day and this is what i'm going to transform
0: yes you have a full new day to decide what you want to transform whether it's sexuality whether it's to be the greatest healer you desire to be, whether it's to release some trauma and let that shit go. Oh. You have a full new day to decide who you <laughs> want to be. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love
1: it. So, Victoria, how can people connect with you? I would say the easiest way is to go to victoriavives.com. And that is O R I A V I V dot okay in that spain a... we don't spell in, in spain everything <laughs> is written as it sounds so spelling when the first time somebody told me like can you spell it i was like what, <laughs> what are you talking about it sounds like what it said what i said
0: <laughs> yeah and you know oh one before before you go though um when you gonna drop a new
1: podcast episode <laughs> oh well there is something new in the works okay good because good. um i had the um, i had the the healing part and basically i did first a radio show that was more about all the healing aspect then i did this podcast that was all about the divine sexuality and now i would like to kind of bring it together instead to have it separated and there might be some extra
0: yes okay I'm excited
1: I'm excited
0: to hear about that I was looking up like when is she gonna update another episode I want to hear more I want to hear more but I thank you so much for joining me today and for this conversation like I said I know this could go on and on and on um but yeah we have to give people the space and the opportunity to come find you themselves Mm -hmm. i'm not giving you guys all the information all the key (laughs) and all of the stuff i'm not going to enable you guys you got to go find her yourself like Mm -hmm. i
1: do (laughs) yeah and if you listen to this podcast just hit me on on instagram or anywhere i'm very responsive so it will make me very happy to say oh yeah the show with Rika."
0: so on instagram it's under victoria vivas or
1: is it victoria vivas Kwong? victoria us Kwong, and then i have another one that is reiki crystals sound
0: okay good and i will include that information in the description box um because victoria is not going to be spelling all of that out for y'all <laughs> that's not what she does so (laughs) I will include that in the description you can connect with Victoria on your own check her out check out her books um the what the first one is in a matter of seconds
1: yeah and then I have a free book actually also Um, that is not it's different so one is a real real published book actually I have both here but I know that nobody can see it but you can so this is the, the bestseller, which is on Amazon in a matter of seconds. And then this one, people can get it for free in my website, victoriavives.com slash divine. And it's all about becoming a, an ecstatic woman with divine sexuality.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much. And mm-hmm. Victoria got on me today and she was like, you need to make this a video. Uh, <sighs> not today, but <laughs> in the future. That's what the future will hold. Awesome. I will start doing some video pods. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you so much. I'm really grateful for you. And I hope to connect with you again in the future. Maybe I'll come to LA to visit you. I'll have a reason to come. Yeah. And... Thank you guys for listening today. And until next time, I'll speak with you soon.
1: Thank you, (laughs) Rika.